Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with the wonderful co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sita. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So we are so excited today because I think you probably all remember when Mina and I went to Magic in Las Vegas, and we were so fortunate to meet Ashley Janet of The Bee and the Fox. And so guess what? Ashley is here with us today, and we are going to chat with her a little bit about her business and just find out more about a fellow product-based business and the success that she has had. So welcome, Ashley. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course. So you're sitting in a new office. I am. This is a brand new thing for us. If you could see the whole thing, you'd know that it's a big work in progress. But yeah, we just moved everything out of our house, which was an undertaking, but the biggest breath of fresh air you can imagine. (laughs) Amazing. That's everyone's like hashtag goal for product-based businesses to get the boxes out of their kitchen. (laughs) It really is. You know, I go to therapy because I greatly believe in therapy. And, you know, my my therapist was saying, she's like, you know, you got to, you will wonder why it took you so long to do this. And that's exactly where I am right now. I'm just like, why did I wait so long to do this? (laughs) It was so necessary on so many levels. So tell us a little bit about the bee in the box. Like, Tell us about your company. Sure. So I'm a mom of three. I have three boys. And when I had two, we started the business. So um, I really just started it because I hated what I saw in the market for boys. So it started with just kids. And, um, you know, I just thought the designs were crummy and the colors were horrid. My best friend is a uh, freelance graphic designer. At the time, she was a freelance. She works for uh, Microsoft now full-time. We had worked together in the past on some creative projects. Uh, My background is in photography, and I had a personal blog that I was tending to a lot more than I do these days. But we came up with some designs together and um, very much worked on these four designs that we launched with, if you could even call it a launch. I think that's... (laughs) term doesn't really apply to what we did. But um, yeah, we put out four shirts and we started on Etsy and it just kind of uh, grew from there. And so you started this in 2014, right? I Somewhere around there. 2014. <laughs> it's hard to remember, but yeah, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> it's all a blur. <laughs> it really is. So were you working, you had the blog, were you working full time when you decided to launch this business? I was. I'm a registered nurse and I still work in the hospital. Actually, I keep my license active. I just kind of um, work not very much these days, but I do like that career and I worked hard for that career and it's just not something I'm willing to give up at this point. And I think that does put me in a hard position too, because I hear so many people that start their own businesses and I feel like that's another big, you know, one is moving it out of your house. Right. But the other part of it is like, when can I quit my day job? And 
you know, most people have a day job that's very demanding of them. That's a Monday through Friday, nine through five thing. And, and nursing's just not like that. You know, I kind of have slowly cut out, you know, I worked for, for us, for nurses, it's three shifts, you know, three 12 hour shifts a week. After my second son, I went to part-time and then I went to per diem, which is just one day a week. And then um, now I'm just once a month. So I'm just like slowly, you know, moving out. But I feel like I can't give that up given that flexibility. And um, it's just nice to kind of have both. So did you have to hit a certain goal to be able to sort of really back up off of your the shifts that you were doing like between you and your your husband? Or what made it feasible for you to, be able to leave nursing full-time and transition into having the Bee in the Fox? Honestly, because I would be spending my lunch breaks answering emails and like calling our printers. And like, I just thought this is like way too much. Like, this is crazy that I'm like, you know, using my 10 minute break that I never even take. Like, uh, you know, it's hard enough when you're a nurse to like find time to go to the bathroom. And when you're trying to like balance like an email coming in or something else, like it's, um, you know, it just wasn't fair to that career to be doing kind of both like that. So you know, I just had to back off. So the friend that was the graphic designer, which we all, don't we all have a friend that's a graphic designer, which I'm that person for other people. <laughs> was she involved in the business more? Or was she, did she just help you launch those designs that you envisioned? Oh, she's very involved in the business. She is my right-hand woman. I mean, I don't make any decision without her. She's my everything. So she's my best friend too. I mean, we've been friends forever and ever. We've traveled the world together. Like, we are ride and die. So yeah, <laughs> I love everything, that. Everything to me and everything to business for sure. Yeah. That's what me and I call each other biz besties. Cause yeah. we, and I, not to say that my past biz bestie was replaced, but she was a graphic designer as well. So it's kind of, it's, <laughs> I see like what you really need in your life. You need to have a pediatrician. That's a best friend. That's one, yeah. a veterinarian, and then yeah. probably a graphic designer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> To call on for those favors. Very true. Yes. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the products, like the product diversity. So, you know, you're doing shirts and what you started with and sort of what you've grown to now. Yeah. Main thing is shirts, but we do have other products as well. We do um, some letterpress that I love. I mean, letterpressing is such an old school thing. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the letterpress machines, but the way that they are done is so beautiful. In fact, I mean, that's a story in itself because back in the day, Jeanette, that's my best friend, the graphic designer. We went to a flea market. I forget where it even was. It was at some college campus and like, you know, they had the door to like the printing department opened at that time. And this is long before the Bee and the Fox. This is like back when even maybe college days, the door to the printers thing was open and she's like, come in, you got to see this. Oh my God, they have a letterpress machine. And it was like, we were just looking at all the plates that they had and the, the machine. And like, these are things she always knew about and like, you know, would kind of school me on. So you know, that's why when we started doing this, we're like, oh, we got to throw some letterpress in there. We got to add that. So we have letterpress, we have shirts, we're adding some greeting cards here shortly. And just a, we keep a vintage section too. We keep a couple little knickknacks, mugs and stuff like that as well. So what do you feel like your brand message is for the Bee and the Fox? When you're producing your products, they have a really similar feel and a similar look to all of them. What would you say is the feel of your brand? It has to be simple and it has to be authentic. To me, those are two really important things. We're very honest and sometimes that translates into wittiness, I would say, because I 
think life is funny in so many ways. So it's really an extension of who we are. You know, it's not something that we're trying to be. It just comes from our own life experiences and mostly a lot with mother motherhood, of course, you know, and being a woman and all of these things that are, you know, you kind of grow up and grow into. Did you start first with selling wholesale or did you sell start did you start with direct to customer online? That's a good question because to be honest, I didn't even know I didn't even launch into wholesale until somebody somebody was like, Hey, I have a friend and she's in New Jersey and she's got the shop and your shirts would look really cute. I'm gonna hook you up through email and she like months later, it wasn't even like right away. She sent me an email and she's like, Hey, you know, my friend mentioned you, um, do you have line sheets? And like next thing, you know, like I had to turn to Google and I was like, what the heck are line sheets? Like, I don't even know, I don't even know what line sheets are. So then I made some line sheets and wholesale has been nothing, something that we never have really gone out and sought. you know, we get emails from retailers and they kind of reach out to us, which is very convenient for us. But that's why I say when you ask if we do wholesale that, you know, we're more about direct to consumer in some respects, but wholesalers do reach out to us. So a lot of our listeners, when they're launching their product lines or they're, they're newer at it, they don't really have huge mailing lists. How did you start that? So how did you start reaching out to customers to let them know about the Bee in the Fox and really grow your business if it was just direct to customer online? I honestly, I don't know. I mean, I can tell you, I think everything comes down to a little bit of luck and a little bit of hard work. I will say that when we started and when we were growing, Instagram was a way different beast than it is now. You know, like I said, I had a blog back in the day and I did have a following from that. That kind of, I would say, was some sort of customer base or just follow follower base. And, you know, at that time you could you know, I would send a shirt to a friend and she would post it and you would see a direct turnaround. And you don't really see that as much these days, I don't think. But um, at that time, you we grew really organically and quickly. And when we released our Mama Bird shirt, that kind of went viral. That was kind of a, a big shirt that kind of launched us into more where we are now. So... I don't know if that's a direct answer or not, but I did have a foundation of people that I was connected with and I networked a lot through my blog at that time and Instagram really helped us grow that. Would you say that Instagram was your biggest sales channel right now or what what do you think really propels your business forward now? We do use Instagram a lot. I would say so. Yeah, we're very grateful that up. And if you were to talk to like a newbie, a baby designer or product person, how would you tell them that they should get their product out there? Like where would you say they should focus to to try and, you know, grow their sales on their e-commerce site? Oh gosh, I hate being put in the position of advice because I just find myself <laughs> like I don't know, you know, I mean it's so hard. Like I said, like it's just a little bit of luck and a little bit of hard work or a lot of hard work, but you just have to do it. I mean, you just have to start somewhere and you just put in the time. You know, the luck is not something you can control, right? Like you can't go to the store and buy luck, but you can put in the hard work. So I guess you just put in the hard work until the luck comes along and they meet together and, and then boom, you know, but like success and like business and all of these things, it's not always about only one, right? Like you can't rely solely on luck if you don't have a good product or you don't work hard. And you can't rely solely on hard work if you don't get a little bit of luck. Because anyone who says it's only hard work, I feel like is not paying tribute to the luck that they've also received. I love that. 
Agreed, a hundred percent. I think that there's it's what what is that? Who wrote Big Magic? Elizabeth Gilbert. She said it's when you catch the tiger by its tail. And it's exactly that. It's so hard to catch a tiger by its tail. But when you do, and it's that creative pull, it's like magic, right? Big magic. So definitely, I had to look at my bookshelf. That's like my favorite book. And I can't believe I... I follow her on Instagram. I really like her. So um, who are some other people you follow on Instagram? Where are you getting your inspiration? Oh, I don't even say that I follow anyone that necessarily inspires me business-wise. Well, I shouldn't say that. There there are. I would have to pull up my Instagram to see. Do you guys know um, Celeste Barber? Like, I love oh her. Oh, my gosh. She does the funny poses where she's like, <laughs> yes. she does like Kim Kardashian, but it's, like it's her. just the funny people <laughs> me up that I like, you know. I love Alex L. I don't know if you know Alex. She's a a poet and writer and um, she's got a podcast as well. And she's very inspiring. Yeah. There's, I don't know. There's so many, I I would need to write, write them all down because there's just too many people that I follow that inspire me. So tell us about your team. What's your team structure look like? I have one woman that works with me that does our emails and we still have Etsy open on there too. So she does the shipping for that. We have our fulfillment center, which is out of state right now, and they're great. They do all of our direct consumer shipping. We have our printers, we have our sewers, you know, our, our label people. <laughs> There's like a bunch of teams. Like, it's funny when I think like, oh, well, we don't have a lot of employees, but we have a lot of teams. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people that we work with that interact together to make it all kind of come together. And just before we jumped on, you were you were calling your husband because he's dropping boxes off at the office. So is he, is he pretty involved in the business or is he just oh, a helpful it's husband? So funny that you caught that and that you asked that because like when we do things together, like sometimes it, like the trade show, for example, they'll, they'll ask for titles, you know, you have to say like Ashley Janet owner or whatever. You, what, I think I put myself as workhorse actually. <laughs> and then uh, for him, I always put hauler. He's the hauler. Like he just moves things for me. <laughs> but, so my husband did. He he like screwed yeah. things into the wall in my office and he moved the oh, furniture around. <laughs> he just put a TV up yesterday. Yes. I mean, he's got his own full-time job. So, I mean, he helps out as much as he can, but yeah, he helps out in tons of ways. As, as I'm sure you guys know, anybody with a partner or spouse, you know, it's just another set of years to bounce ideas off of and troubleshoot problems with and, you know, in ways that you can't really calculate or, or assign a title to. But yes, of course, you know, he helps me as a lot. And he helps with the kids a lot. You know, his job, he works from home. So he cooks our dinners. He's a chef. I mean, we call him a chef, but yeah, he's, uh, very supportive and helpful in that respect. It's amazing. That is amazing. I would love a chef like husband. I should also say though, not without <laughs> trouble, because I am not trying to paint a rosy picture. <laughs> there are plenty of, of problems that come along with running your own business and being married and having three kids. So I don't want to taint that at all. We have our struggles for sure. And you know, part of getting an office space was decreasing the chaos in our house that came emotionally and physically by having so much stuff in our house. So yeah, I'm not here to like say, you know, my husband's the best because (laughs) we work through is what we do. (laughs) Yeah. Just like anybody else. That's something we were chatting about pre-call, but there's, you know, we're all sort of leading this way as like moms and CEOs, entrepreneurs, like owners and founders of businesses slash, I mean, still working in 
the career that you went to school for. Um, Let us know. People that listen to the podcast hear about Mina and my life all the time. But how is that sort of like life balance and how are you kind of moving through it all with your three kids? It's super glamorous, right? (laughs) It is so hard, you know, balancing all of it because, you know, when you start a business, like so many times, in fact, bringing my husband back up, like, you know, of course I vent to him and when I'm stressed, he knows it. And his answer always is like, well, you need to like bring on more help, like hire more help. And I'm just like, you know, that you realize like that costs money. Like, you know, that like, you know, when you're building a business, like so much of it ends up you, you know, like you are, I wear so many hats for this business. I am the production manager and I am, you know, overseeing everything and you just have to do it because like, you don't, we don't have investors. We don't work with investors like that. So like, we don't have like the overhead to like have this, you know, dream team to come in and take care of these things for me. That's just what I have to do. So, you know, yeah, it's grueling. It's hard. It's stressful. It's overwhelming. And then, you know, you throw in being a mother with that and and you throw in like, you know, even though it's just once a month that I work as a nurse, like, man, that day comes up like it, it's Wednesday this week for me and I'm already stressing about like a full day of lost productivity. You know, I was here on in the office on Sunday yesterday for like what I thought would just be, you know, you downplay everything. Well, I can do that. That's just going to be a couple of hours. I was here probably six straight hours on Sunday, you know, so it's tough. It's, it's really tough. And I, I haven't quite figured that all out. That's always a work in progress to kind of make room for yourself and make room for the balance. But for us right now, where I am right now, getting it out of our house and being able to come home and be present and like not have my work like right in the door, you know, right in my office door where I can feel like I'm should be, you know, like is, is everything to be able to be home and feel like I'm actually home and not at work. So, so tell us about your daily routine. Do you have things you do every day that you feel like help you with your tasks of being an entrepreneur, you know, even if it's like working out or, you know, whatever (laughs) it is. Oh my God. It's always like, it's always like that long thing, like at the bottom of my to-do list is like work out, you know, find the time to work out. In fact, there's a gym like not far from where the office is. And I thought, you know, oh, now that I have this office space, like my life is going to be like miraculously organized. <laughs> I should get that membership and like, it'll be good because I'll have my youngest with me and they have the daycare center and I can totally like do all this. And then like, I just find myself, I'm not there yet. I'm still getting organized and I still have, you know, X, Y, and Z to do. And it's, it's tough, but, uh, yeah, I have, I have my daily, not routine. In fact, I hate, that's honestly why I went into nursing is because I hate structure. I just, I do not do well with structure. I mean, I need it. I need it. I always say like, <laughs> my dad is one of those guys. He, he said for years, like he, we would be late to the airport. We'd have a flight and he would wait to the last minute. My mom would be pulling her hair out. Like, gosh, I don't know why he waits to the last minute. We're all stressed out. We've missed flights before. And like, as he's gotten older, he pulled me aside once and he's like, Hey, Ashley, like, don't, don't tell mom. But like, I, I really enjoy getting to the airport early now. Like it, it is a lot less stress. You know? And that's how I feel like I've, I've literally chose a career in nursing because I don't like structure. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, God, the structure thing feels really good. Like <laughs> I do like this a little bit more. So, you know, I'm trying to find the balance and try to work in a little bit of structure. And it, it is nice. I do, I do like that more than I thought I, more than I thought I did. <laughs> Do you break up your day at all to sort of dedicate time to when you're shipping or dealing with like, you know, email blasts out to stores or customers? Like, do you break up your week and your days or do you just, how do you plan out your day from a business perspective? 
behind me, I have my long game, my mid game, and my today. So Mm -hmm. I break it into things that are requiring my immediate attention and things that like my mid game is more like things that like, God, I wish I could get to today, but like the likelihood is slim and my long game are like, these are things that I'm just like causing me stress to get rid of, but I know it's just going to be a long, a long haul before I figure that out. So um, so yeah, my structure comes from whatever is demanding of my attention, <laughs> you know, whatever is most important that day. But yeah, I mean, every day I do emails, every day I do wholesale, stuff for wholesales. So are you the main contact then still, or do you have a buffer of like a VA or anything like that? I have a, I have somebody who answers our emails and does our customer service and stuff. Christian, she's right next door. She's um, fabulous and wonderful. And I call her my boss. I love yeah. she's more organized than me. Yeah. She's terrific. So I do, I do do there's, we each have emails. So, I mean, there's, it's not like I don't have emails coming in and mine are just different in nature. You know, I'm dealing more with those teams that we talked about earlier and more of our retailers and things like that. Yeah. Looking back, do you think that, I know you've said a lot about luck and hard work. Is there something that you feel that was a complete waste of money and time or something that maybe the opposite of that, something that's been such an amazing investment in time? I will say that one big waste was Vogue magazine. (laughs) Can I say (laughs) that? They are not our sponsor. Yes, you can say that. (laughs) Awesome. That like Vogue reached out to us and like wants to have us in their magazine. And like, you know, they, then they give you the price and you're like, I don't know, is it worth it? And, you know, we put a coupon code on there, like thinking like, oh, Vogue has tons of readers. Like if they see this and like, I think to this day, it's a big fat zero, like next to that coupon code of like (laughs) special Vogue readers. So, you know, I'm really not that I thought about it at the time. I thought, you know, I'm not the kind of person that cares about names and I am not a bragger. So, you know, I think they probably in hindsight, I think they probably make their money on people that would like to brag about that and have that. And I think that's just what it is. It's kind of like a trophy. But to me, I was like, that's just a big fat waste of money. I won't ever do that again. (laughs) So there you go. (laughs) So because you talk about luck. And so we all sort of actually think the three of us have, especially with our product businesses, like something that was really lucky that it hit. So when Mina did her business, Amazon Prime Day hit, and then she didn't realize the first origin one. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, where you didn't have to pay to be a part of it and just kind of like days after she launched. And then for me, I actually had a publicist get my product or my, I had like a fashion accessory brand for free into Us Weekly when Us Weekly was, you know, big and it was a whole half page and it was amazing. And then that just trickled. Um, huh. So for you, what was something like really, whether it was luck or hard work or both, but something that just really sort of like propelled your business forward from where it was to like, you're like, you could think back to that being a big shift for you. Oh, I would say definitely Instagram. Like I said, like when we first launched, like there weren't a bunch of brands on Instagram and there weren't a lot of people doing what we were doing. I mean, there's certainly a few, but like, there's a lot more now, you know? So yeah. And that's where the luck comes in. Like, of course it's hard work, but like, you know, it's like when you're catching a wave, like you got to hit it at the right time. And like, that's just, it just happened to coincide with when we launched our business. And yeah, I mean, that, that really, I think catapulted us forward, you know, whereas I think people still do it now. I mean, you still see brands that are just now starting out on Instagram and they're growing and they're doing their thing, you know, but for us, I think when, when that, that was before any algorithm changes and all these things that I don't even like 
I'm not even hip to all that stuff. Like I just don't, I don't understand it and I don't even try to. So, you know, I just kind of bank on organic growth and that kind of thing. But I think when, when we released stuff, it, it happened with, at such a time that Instagram was very um, giving in that respect. We reached a good, a good number of people that way. And you said something went viral as well, right? Yep. Our mama bird shirt, which was our first women's shirt mm-hmm. that we did. Yeah. Taught everywhere. In fact, in fact, we knew <laughs> we were even on Gomi. Are you guys familiar with Gomi? Mm-mm. You guys should look at Gomi. It's it's an acronym for get off my internet. Like, <laughs> literally people that are so pissed off about like, you know, like in this mama bird shirt, like <laughs> every pregnant woman has to have this stupid mama bird shirt. You know? I think so many people probably go in there and see themselves on there and get offended. But my husband and I were just like rolling, laughing, like, look at that. We're on Gomi. People like made so it. Because I've seen it so much. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So when it comes to Instagram then, like, so everything's changed in algorithms, but you are definitely like a brand to be reckoned with on Instagram. As like our listeners are trying to grow their Instagram, any sort of tips or tricks that you'd recommend for them? You know, a few of them have, you know, just a few hundred followers to a couple thousand followers. Stay authentic. You know, I think so many people are trying to be what they see instead of what they are, you know? And I think, that I think consumers these days have gotten so much smarter and I, I love it. I love that people are challenging brands to be better and do better and all of these things. So like when people are replicating instead of innovating, I think it's obvious. And I think that, you know, I think you need to be be individual and, and see what stands out, you know, and make it stand out. And, you know, I think that's number one. And I, re- I remember people saying that like back in the day, like, you know, when you look at advice others have and they're like well just be authentic and you're like okay but like still some make it and some don't like regardless of authenticity but and I think it's a big but like but you won't get there without being authentic in my mind yeah they get bombarded with tons more information I heard something so interesting the other day that so censorship back in the day used to be where we weren't just not getting the information any information right they're withholding information from us now censorship is different in that we get bombarded with too much information, false information, right information, you know, opinions, everything. So it's basically a a different form of censorship of bombarding us with too much, you know? So cutting through all that is really hard, but yeah, definitely you are the only person that is you. So it's, you know, very difficult to do any long-term strategy unless you are indeed authentic. So that's very true. I love that. I love that take on it because it's so true that there's just so much out there. And I think it demands, like I said, it, it demands the the consumer to be able to sift through things with some degree of common sense or integrity or whatever it is. But yeah, yeah, I mean, you have to kind of, you know, I always think like I I cater our, our brand, the people that are willing to do that, you know, like there's things that I think sometimes will be more for the masses that, um, you know, for example, my husband will say, and I don't, I hope this connection makes sense, but he'll be like, God, imagine if Walmart or Target wanted to pick up, you know, the bee and the fox. And I was just like, hey, I don't think it's for, you know, Target or like Walmart, you know, like I can see from a man's perspective, maybe where he's just like, yeah, you got to just do it. They want to take it, you know, and I'm just like, <laughs> you know, like, 
that's not our niche, you know, but yeah, I think customers are a lot smarter these days. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, the choices, like, you know, people get into fashion, for example, and, and some people get in and they're thinking they want to sell off the business, you know, and other people, yes. it's their passion project and, yes. and they want to be a part of their business and grow it into the lifestyle that yeah. they want. And you can choose what you want. But like That you don't was have- like a whole new thing for me when people like, you know, my husband said that. And even I, I've listened to podcasts. Like I, I love, I devour uh, how I built this. Mm-hmm. And like that's a big thing they talk about is, you know, people like building businesses just to sell them. I'm just like, oh, like that's like having a child just to sell them. Like how can I do that? <laughs> I like fathom doing that, you know? But yeah, I, yeah, there people do that. That's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I do think though that it's like when you do that, like when you were saying about being authentic, I think that that's, it's hard to build these sort of like lifestyle brands or just a brand in general, that authenticity slips away because it's down to dollars and cents, you know? So you can build businesses and want to sell them, but then it doesn't, so hard. if you're these personal brands, especially in social media, it is, it's much harder. And then I'm like, how do you put in the time? How do you keep your drive if you're, if you're not so in love with your business, especially in the very beginning or the first few years, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. I think I, it's hard though. People have to find what they really love though. I used to do graphic design. I didn't like it, even though I was working for myself. It wasn't until I found a product that I loved to promote and be a part of my life that I started loving what I did. So I think it just, that changes with each person. Yep. I know. I just, my uh, friend Jeanette, the my best friend, she sent me this quote the other day that said something along the lines of like, it was on Labor Day and it was said like, do what you love and never work another day in your life. And it had that part scratched out and it was like, work so hard, like you don't know what to do with yourself and then take everything super personally. And I'm like, yeah, like, so do what you love and then like work harder than you've ever worked in your life and then take it super personal when anyone has anything bad to say about it. <laughs> so I feel like saying check, check. Yeah. Uh, yep. That's me. <laughs> Mina and I have like very different like perspectives and that's definitely how I am. I'm like, oh, like I get very personal about what we do and, and yeah. not me. I don't feel bad because I'm like, people are the worst. <laughs> Yeah, I got a review the other day. It's my product is called Little Labels, and she was like, "These are so tiny; they should be called Tiny Labels." <laughs> <laughs> it is, and I, that is one thing I would say to others because you've asked a few things for advice: is listen to your customer base because while it is like or hard, don't <laughs> while it is hard, like there are so many things that like my initial response is always to be defensive to like. Mm-hmm you know, of course you want to defend the decision you made or the, whatever it is, your product or whatever. But sometimes if you can put a a block between you and that, and you can hear them out and kind of put yourself back on their um, consumer side of it, like, Hey, you know what? I I can kind of see that. And I take ownership of that and I'm going to fix that and I'm going to make it better. You know? So Mm -hmm. I always say when we get feedback, that's not favorable, that we're always working for the better because we are, you know, we're always, we hear what people say and we take every, everything with a grain of salt and we do read reviews and, you know, it's always our goal to fix things that we agree could be fixed. 
Would you yeah. say though that that's like one review you would change things or that if you start to hear something consistently? No, no. It honestly comes down to if I agree with it, it could be yeah. one person that says it. And if I'm like, you know what, I've kind of thought that too. You're right. I need to change that. That's been on my mind. Or it can be a ton of people and it could be a ton of people, but I'm like, no, you guys are, that's not who we are. What, you know, like I sent out an email, we raised money for Rice's Texas during the, um, with the immigration and I had, we sent out an email blast about it. And I, I made it a point not to make it a political stance because I'm not here to point any fingers. You know, the reality is, is what's going on is, is not good. And, you know, the world needs help. We need, we need to help if we can. And I got a couple emails back that were like, hey, you know, I didn't sign up for political emails, you know, and like, I, I hear it, but I'm also like, you know what, it's not political. It's a, it's an issue that, that we feel deeply about and we think, you should too. So, you know, there's certain things where you stand your ground. You don't let anyone just knock you over and push you down. But, you know, I think just taking a step back, like sometimes I just, I'll take a day to kind of sit on things and respond the next day when I'm, when I feel like my immediate defensive response is kind of worn off and I can see it more from a big picture standpoint, you know, but it's always, it's always case by case because some things are, you know, demand one response and other things demand a little bit of a nicer response. So, you know. Yeah. I am super chipper because I don't take anything personally because I'm always like, these people are so focused on my product and it doesn't even matter really. You know, like, oh, it's, um, it's my ongoing joke. I mean, that is one thing <laughs> is perspective because Christian who answers our emails and stuff like that. And like, sometimes we'll get these mean emails about like this shirt that, you know, sometimes it has a hole in the seam, which we're just like, we do our best to catch a hole in the seam. Like every now and again, one slips out, you know, and like, well, we make good, you know, but like, it'll, it's the rudeness that comes across. And I always like draw from my nursing background and I always think, you know what, Christian, it's just a shirt. Like nobody's going to die. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's remember this and let's kind of re- remind everybody that we're talking about a t-shirt here, you know, and we can all take a step back and, and be nice. <laughs> I would tell that to my team all the time because my background's fashion as well. And if production went wrong and QC and all the things and my best friend, like I said, is like a pediatrician and I'm like, kids aren't dying. It's okay. Yeah. Like yeah. everything yeah. else is okay. Like this is not our, you know, if that was our role, then there'd be a, like a, more of a crisis, but we're just going to problem solve our way out of this. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an entrepreneurial way to look at things because I would say that's another thing that, you know, is important is that patience and perseverance because yeah, I mean, problems happen all the time. Like, and I always think it's the next thing, you know, it's just, as soon as I solve this, everything will be smooth. And then I solve that and then something else goes awry. I mean, it's just the the nature of the game is just kind of remaining patient and persevering. So Ashley, Q4 is coming up and which is such a big buying season and selling season for product businesses. Do you have a plan already made or tell us what your Q4 looks like? Uh, thinking that you think I'm on top of it enough to have a plan. Like I always have a plan and it never works. So I've just kind of given up a plan. Like there's just, um, no, <laughs> to get through some to-do lists and do it. I mean, it's just every day, day by day, little by little. That's, that's my mantra in my head because I mean, there's, there's things we wanted to relaunch our website in August and it's September now. And yeah, there's just issues that we're working through behind the scenes right now that are just can't be solved in a day. So no, we just keep on keeping on and um, do what we can when we can. And that's the plan. That's, that's the plan. 
Yeah. I mean, thanks for sharing that because we knew about your brand before we were able to meet you in person. And, and I think something, you know, I remember I met Michelle Mason like back in the day and I think we were, people were looking for an intern and there was only her and one other person at that point running her business. But in our heads, it was this gigantic business and you do really have to grow your business to a certain dollar amount so you can hire on the teams that you expect behind the scenes. So sharing that there are like, are everyone's backends are messy sort of thing, you know, perceived like on Instagram, you're, it's beautiful. Your quality is beautiful. You, I mean, your booth at magic was gorgeous and it was a corner booth, but yeah, I mean, we're all sort of figuring it out. So no matter what the success level is that we are all at, I think everyone wants to sort of reach another place. And then also you kind of do what works because you're, you've yeah. just been doing it right since 2014. You're like, I'm just going to figure out the next thing to make this work. Yeah. Yep. Exactly that. I mean, I know there's people even with like our releasing, like it, we have no, you know, there's no timeline, you know, it's just like the ideas come and then you bring them to fruition and then you try to, you know, make it all work out. But I mean, of course you have like a rough plan in your mind or timeline, but like, I've just learned it never it never stays on the track that I want it to. So, you know, I've just kind of given up and, and, and again, like, you know, it goes back to the nobody's dying thing, like their t-shirts, like, you know, if it it doesn't get launched this week, like next week's okay. You know, (laughs) like I just try to keep that in perspective and, and remind myself of that to give myself some, you know, ease because it's easy to get hard on yourself and to give yourself these unrealistic expectations. But yeah, the reality is like things take longer than you think they're going to take. Yeah. And you have your best friend that works with you um, within your business. So you have that person sort of to rely on um, and your husband. Do you have a community or um, have you found sort of like a group outside of, you know, family and kids mm-hmm. that has been able to support you in this journey? Yeah. I'm glad you bring that up because two things I want to say about that. One is I grew up with both my parents owning their own business. They were both physical therapists, which, you know, is medical, it's not product, but I watched both of them work their tails off and own their business. And, you know, we'd be on a vacation and the washer would, you know, like break. And it was like, you could feel their stress because they had these, employees that didn't necessarily know how to fix a washer and like, you know, you kind of leave things and you work really hard. And I said from day one, I will never own my own business. (laughs) I just said, I am all about wanting to clock in and clock out. Like that is where it's at. And it's funny, you know, because I, I started, we started with those four kids shirts and like, I really, I, I mean, to be very honest with you, I had no intention of building anything that would pull me away from my career at that time. It was just, it was just like, I don't like these shirts for my boys. And like, I want my boys to be wearing better shirts and better designs. And it kind of grew into that. And now I see, you know, my parents would always say when I would say that, they'd always say, you know, Ashley, there's there are pros to having your own business. And it was like, okay, well, like maybe make the dinner discussions a little bit better, you know? So that's a B we're based in San Clemente and there are so many startups that started here. Stan socks. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they are based out of here. Rainbow sandals. Their main, like their flagship shop is right in town. So you kind of have this like really cool sleepy beach town entrepreneurial spirit here. And I have met a couple other women, which is important to me. I love to make friends with other women that are running their own businesses and doing their own things like that. And I have a few and, and 
they're everything as well. And and my best friend's not local. I should say that she's up in Washington. So it's very, uh, yeah, that's hard to be away from somebody that's, you know, a key player in your support team. But yeah, no, I have some terrific other friends that are local that, you know, support me in that, in that realm. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that was the goal for the product blast. Cause Mina's in Iowa and I'm in, I was between California and Jersey when we or New York when we met. And so not being local, but needing that sort of like community and people to fall on. And, and again, we bonded on product because, you know, we're talking about inventory and shipping and quality control and all the things that other people don't really mm-hmm. get, or like the boxes in your kitchen or the other night, Mina and I, she was packing boxes of soap to ship out to like a subscription box. And we were boxering back and forth. Oh yeah. I mean, people laugh. Like I have friends, same thing. And I'll send them video of my living room. This was before we moved it out, but I was just like, can you top this? Like check this out. Like look how many boxes there are now. What do you think? Like, like it's a competition, you know, and like a, how horrible our house looks way. But yeah, I mean, it's it's important because there's not a lot of people that, you know, you can find that are doing similar things to what you're doing. And it, it is everything to kind of bounce ideas off of and just for the support. And you find that so many of the physical problems that you're dealing with and the emotional ones, you, you know, to have somebody that you can kind of bounce those feelings off of are important. And therapy, again, again, I really root on therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. <laughs> we have a lot in common, you and I. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I love is when you're talking about, I think I think it was Love Delphine, Vanessa. She told us that when you're investing in women, so she hires like fair trade artisans. And she said that when you're investing in women in any community, and I feel this in the entrepreneur community too, is that they have four times more impact than a male of their same role. Um, so like a female entrepreneur versus a male entrepreneur, they just kind of bring it onto their priority list a lot quicker and in a broader way. And so I feel like, you know, when you were talking about your story about, you know, not making it political, but you still want to make an impact, right? Because we as women internally feel that inspiration and that pull to do all of that. So I think that when we collaborate and we pull together, it's just like this amazing support system that you cannot get anywhere else aside from another female entrepreneur. A hundred percent agree. And I do think like that would be one thing that I would say that growing the business has given me that I never foresaw coming is that platform to have some sort of impact. And I, it feels empty to me without using that for some sort of social good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like such a privilege to have and to use, and it would be empty without using that for something good. Yeah. Like a lot of mission-based brands, like people were trying to do sustainable fashion, things like that, but just more or less like, something behind it that's more than just making a t-shirt line. And like you said, you've been so successful that you're able to influence a bit. Mm-hmm. So um, we like to wrap up our interviews with some fun questions, like a rapid fire question Q and a. Okay. It's fun. Um, <laughs> so would you join me? Um, <laughs> so what is your coffee order? I do not drink coffee. Can you believe it? I wish I used to work at a coffee shop. This is not a rapid fire answer, but I used to work at, with Jeanette back in the day, we worked at coffee bean together. It was so funny in college. <laughs> we used to give people stamp cards. We just stamp all those out and give them away. Anyway, I just don't like the taste of coffee. I love the smell of it. I will drink a chai tea latte. Okay. On the days that I go into the hospital, because I leave the house at like 4.30 in the morning, I drink a monster. <laughs> I don't like 
coffee. <laughs> it's amazing. That's how you kick off your morning. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> so what is, now that you've got your new desk and um, your new office, what is your favorite thing on your desk? Uh, my candle makes it feel like it's um, a little bit at home. Smells good. Beautiful. Lots. Finish this sentence. When I pick up my phone, I get lost, <laughs> distracted. Yeah. Lost and distracted. Okay. Perfect. Do it unless I have a purpose in mind. That's good. You wish you knew how to walk in heels. Oh my God. <laughs> be life changing. I really can't wear heels. Yeah, I don't either. Jacqueline <laughs> can do it. She's amazing. She'll walk a trade show floor in heels, and I'll just I, be like, I can't even. Never. I just don't know how I'm gonna do it. Like it's really baffling to me. <laughs> I'm short, so sometimes I feel like it's like my power move. Like I just need to be a little bit taller to talk to people. <laughs> um, what was the last show you binge watched? Oh God, I watch no TV. You know what I watch is 48 Hours Mysteries. Oh really? Oh my gosh, yes, those are so I disturbing. Don't, <laughs> I don't watch any like sitcoms. I'm hardly ever in front of the TV. I like, even as a child, my mom was just like, you never had the patience for that. My sister, who's a fictional writer, like she has a few books published. She loved it, like storyline, stuff like that. I don't have the time or the attention span to like sit in front of the TV. I just don't. Amazing. Okay. So what should the title on your business card actually say? Workhorse. <laughs> Love it. And do you have an alter ego or a stage persona outside of being a workhorse? No, but I should. I really need one. If you could find one and send it to me, I would love it because <laughs> yes, that would be nice to like work through somebody. Mm-hmm. And then what would you tell baby Ashley now that you didn't know when you started this business? Oh man. You know, probably the same thing I tell myself every day and advice I give a lot of people that ask me because I only give advice to people that ask me. There's pros and cons with everything, you know, because at first, my first initial response was don't do it, you know, but I'm like, you know, (laughs) do it. But no, really do it because everything in life, there's going to be a pro and there's going to be a con. Every time you think you're getting to the greener grass, like guess what? There's going to be something that comes along with that that's going to be a dry spot. So You know, I think, honestly, just keep your perspective. And I tell myself that daily. I don't think I would need to go back in time to say that, but I, that's something I continue to tell myself. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. So tell our listeners how they can find you. You can find us. Our website is thebeinthefox.com or Instagram is at thebeinthefox. Great. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for being on The Product Boss. We were just so delightful. So thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everyone. This episode is over, but it doesn't have to end. Head over to our Facebook group, search for the Product Boss Biz Community, or the link is also in the show notes. Come connect with other product bosses just like you. We'll see you in there.